Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime B&B, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we review the fall 2023 anime season. So I don't know about you, but there was too many good anime this season. Yeah, not just good. I mean, there's just a lot of anime, right? Yeah, I didn't even have time to watch as much trash as I usually do. Very disappointing. I was ruthless. I just cut everything that I thought was starting to be less interesting. Yeah, so did I. Although I still managed to watch a few of my favorite trash anime. Yes, yes, you did. So uh, why don't you go ahead and share those with us? Yeah, this is the trash section, and it's all me this time. Uh, The first one was Berserk of Gluttony, which I honestly should have dropped this. It wasn't even a very fun trash. It's kind of like a shield hero style, super edgy protagonist whose life is suffering, but he's like, he doesn't have any slaves on the bright side. But uh, (laughs) On the bright side, the very, very slim bright side. At least I think he didn't, because I kind of checked out in the last half, and ah. maybe, maybe he got some plays without me. Maybe something him. slipped in there that you over- overlooked. Yeah, but don't bother with this one. The next one is Magic Swordmaster of Holy Sword School. This one was kind of interesting, at least at first, because it's a magic school a harem show where uh, the demon king travels forward in time and goes to school and builds a harem and the school is on a floating like aircraft carrier thing like in mm-hmm. girls in panzer mm-hmm. uh, so that was kind of interesting it's basically the setup of uh, my favorite uh color wars but it, was, it just ended up being pretty boring the main character didn't have much personality all of the the girls were boring too that's unfortunate since it you know seemed to have an interesting start yeah very disappointing, uh, although I, I wasn't expecting too much. And then uh, my favorite trash was uh, Aragrini Protocol, which I put in trash because it was trash, but I, I actually enjoyed this one. It was pretty, it, like on paper, it should be so boring. It's about uh, these kids entering the video, they're like professional video, want to be professional video gamers who are trying to win money to save their shop and later the kid's sister uh, by winning shooting game tournaments and mm-hmm. the video game is like the ugliest thing ever which isn't <laughs> any fun so that's kind of funny uh, but I, I kind of like the shipping where uh, oh okay because the main girl like she has she she kind of hides who she is and mm-hmm. she she flirts with uh, the the main boy uh, in the video game chat and he doesn't know that these two people he talks to are the same person uh, uh, so I kind of like that part. Yeah, I can always appreciate some good ships. Yeah, exactly. And that's it for the trash. Awesome. I'm glad we have so few. <laughs> yeah, but next is mediocre. And I think yeah. you should have put the first one in trash. Yeah, because you're trash, you know what? So yeah. get over yourself. Because yeah. I know you didn't watch it, right? You dropped no, it. I, I dropped but- it. So starting off our mediocre section is a show that only I watched because apparently I like trash of this nature and it's called A Girl and Her Guard Dog. And I can understand why you don't like it. I know that it has like this very objectionable relationship, but I think a lot of people are just sort of 
seen it at face value and not like the reality of the situation, especially like with his intention, like he didn't intend for this, these feelings to change. They just, they just did over time. That's just the circumstance. And look, putting that aside, which yes, it's very problematic, very problematic that he was basically like 10 years her senior. And he basically like raised her from childhood through like a forced situation of her losing her parents and her being raised in the household. And he's her bodyguard. Uh, and then later on, them developing feelings for one another. Yes, that's a thing. But if you like, set that aside. If you can, it's, okay. <laughs> it's actually I'm not like, touching you. No, no, I'm t- I'm not doing this for you, driver. I'm doing this for listeners. Okay. So <laughs> okay. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I know how you feel. I like way um, trashier anime than this. Yeah, I know. You've seen some terrible things, so give me this. Anyways, <laughs> set that aside. They actually have a very cute relationship. If you were just looking at it, of him being a Yakuza who decides to redo high school to like be with her and Garter, which is hilarious because he's like in his 20s, right? He's obviously like way more mature and like really physically fit compared to these high school boys, right? Sounds like a nightmare going to high school twice. Right? But, like, he's just there to watch her, and then it sets up some cute snares of him, like, always, like, wanting to eat lunch with her, following her around, and her friends mm-hmm. are like, oh, my God, he's so hot. So it is, it's got some fun <laughs> moments, and I enjoyed it. And it's, like, a very simple story, very predictable story. Um, he is, like, totally oblivious to so many things about, like, teenage girls and how, like, they perceive, you know, actions that, to him, he, like, doesn't really think about, right? Because, like, he's, he was raised in the Yakuza world. And he's had a very, like, hard life. Mm. So, like, coming to terms with that and, like, there's, like, a funny part where this girl confesses her feelings to him, right? Mm -hmm. And in his haste to have the situation be over and done with, when, like, he obviously turns her down. Like, he's not interested. He only likes main girl. But then she, like, can asks him if she can get a kiss just so she, like, knows what it's like. Like, just give me a kiss. And because he's in a hurry to leave... The fastest way he can think of to get her to leave him alone, he's like, sure. <laughs> I'll kiss Seems you. Fair. Not knowing that the girl and her friends are watching. So how does she interpret that, right? <laughs> Anyways, lots of funny little things like that. And they have like a little confrontation and then happy ending. And yes, I was pleased with this show as simple as it was. She should have called the police. No, her entire family's Yakuza. Why would she call the police? That's true. She could, should have called the Yakuza to murder him. No, but he's in the Yakuza. She'd have to go to the other Yakuza member, which there was like a whole like, not necessarily a triangle, but a little bit of a Rivalry. problematic bad boy who was there to, to stir up trouble. So that, that was fun. Yeah, the bad boys are always hot. Of course they are. Yeah. Okay, next is Volbuster. Uh, this was a mecha anime, but more of a like corporate politics mecha anime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, my favorite anime but it it was interesting how they had uh like these corporate cover-ups and uh all this corporate intrigue and backstabbing and stuff Uh, Mm -hmm. i think they're very naive the message of the show was that small business is great big business is bad not so simplistic as that is it no i don't think so Yeah, I I did think that the premise, because I watched the first episode, was interesting. I just was really turned off by the CG, and wasn't that intrigued by the setup, but I can see why you'd like it. Yeah, CG wasn't great, but whatever. Uh, Next one, I think, is also only me, Butareba. This is... Yes, pig. Like, yeah, the guy eats a pig liver and dies and transforms into a pig in another world. Something like that. so twisted, so twisted. 
and then he becomes he gets owned by this like slave girl and then he helps her uh escape and uh yeah, when you say gets owned, it's not like she like, I own you, right? Where she beats him up. You mean like she's like actually his owner, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Initially, I was pretty drawn in by the premise of this because it's like a fantasy world where they're going on an adventure and there's some secrets to the world and you don't know what's going to happen. But then as it went on, like the characters in this were just really weak, in my opinion. Yeah. The girl had like no personality whatsoever. Yeah, uh, the the most interesting character was actually the pig, but mm-hmm. he wasn't that great either. He just kind of like goody two shoes, cheering for uh, everyone to get free. Yeah, I got that vibe in the first episode and was hoping that that would improve over time for you, but sad to hear that it did not. Yeah, no, and the side characters suck even worse than those two. So mm. it's a bit That's disappointing, but it did have a pig doing DDR dances, which was fun. <laughs> that does sound funny. Can't really say whether it's good or bad. Right. All right, so let's move on to the Faraway Paladin, the Lord of Rust Mountains. Was I the only one that watched this, or did you too? I watched this too. I would have okay. put it in trash, though. Really? Why? I just thought it was really boring. Uh, yeah, I can see, like, the first part of the show was kind of, like, leading me towards possibly dropping it. I was very close to dropping it. I was actually more bored in the second half. Oh, really? Once that dwarf guy showed up, I just wanted to punch that dwarf guy every time. I was going to say is I was actually bored all the way through the whole dwarf thing. Yeah. I didn't actually get really interested until they had left the town with their new party and they returned and they saw Gus and I was like, hey, Gus, (laughs) nice to see you again. So that was really cool. And I kind of thought the whole ending, you know, the dragon battle was whatever, right? They kind of drew that out far longer than they needed to. But I guess if that's your climax of the show, that's your climax, because that's like what the entire journey was about leading up to that point. But I thought the funnier part that was more interesting was just this whole sort of tussle between our main character and the gods that like adore him, right? And you find out like that the god behind the raven is actually a woman. Uh, Not that that matters, but like now he's got like these two women god who love him. and i like that i guess so i don't get why anyone likes this guy though he's like the most boring guy ever yeah i mean obviously i'm kind of like i don't see why he's so special that he interests both of you but you know i'm fine i kind of like the the two sister gods fighting with each other yeah now go roll around in the mud you know (laughs) that that would be much more entertaining than right Yeah. But I mean, overall, I guess it feels like it finished it feels done i'm still disappointed with this entire franchise but hey I finished it. Yeah, it was such a disappointment after that first arc, which was so great. Yeah. But, oh, well. Next is Hulk. This one, I had read the manga, so I kind of knew what to expect, and I got what I expected, which was a pretty entertaining first section, which is more focused on the comedy. And then they forget about this and have this, like, long-winded flashback series about serious business, about his poor brother and all the people who suffered, and then they defeat the bad guys. So, I, I and we got the same thing in the anime, like a 10 episode, it must have been, flashback sequence. That's a really long flashback. Yeah, and they forgot that the show is supposed to be funny. Oh, it's unfortunate, because I think that's like the defining feature of the show, right? In the start, yeah, it was. So, I wish they had just 
focused on the comedy instead of trying to tell this like half-assed serious story. I think that's like a problem with the writing, right? Like you start out with some sort of hilarious hook and they're like, wait a minute, these characters are interesting. Let me like delve into the character, right? And then they like go and it's a really long-winded spiel and they're like, wait, 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 wait. This isn't what, this isn't what people are in here for. Let's let's go back to the funny part. And then like no one fixed it. Exactly. And they never went back to the funny part. So too bad. Poor Hook. I know. Well, this next one, I just really want to hear you say the title. So go for it. The 100 Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You. (laughs) This one did not forget it's a comedy. I actually think it's pretty good. Just it's not for me. Oh, okay. I was going to be like, then why didn't you put it up there? Yeah. For me, I'm... Like every episode, I'm I'm just exhausted. It's so fast paced. There's so really? much going on. There's like so many characters. Do you think it would do better in the manga format? Have you read the manga? I read the manga, and I think it actually does better in the anime because oh. the anim- anime is a bit slower. So it's still fast. It's just not as fast as the source material. Yeah, and the the manga there are way more girlfriends now, and that I've completely lost track. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the anime was similarly too quick. Um, yeah. I think if I was like 15 years younger, I would have liked this more. Really? Why do you say that? Because back then I had more energy. <laughs> man, that sounds like such an old man comment. Yeah, I know. But I think it's true. <laughs> Not just like energy for all these, these women, right? But like just energy to keep up with this kind of show. Yeah. Because it's like joke after joke after joke, super fast uh, pace. Okay. And it involves a lot of uh, people screaming and stuff. So <laughs> I don't like that. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I like it. and but It's, it's just exhausting. It's, it's tiring. Yeah. Yeah. If you like that stuff, I do recommend this show. Okay, cool. Well, the next one is also just you, Draggle. Uh, app. So this was the Killing Game 1 by Yoko Taro. And it was this like weird CG that most people probably think is pretty ugly. I didn't think it was that bad, but you seem to have a pretty low bar for a CG. Yeah, that golden kami bear, not too bad. <laughs> I have very mixed feelings about this one. Like sometimes it's pretty interesting, and sometimes it's just like, okay, that's what I kind of expected would happen. But the the most interesting thing about this one is it kind of got to some crazy climax and now there's a second season which oh. I, I think is going to be quite different from the first season oh really so e- even though i put this in mediocre i am i'm actually quite curious what it's going to do next okay so you think you're going to watch that sequel yeah i think i will okay because it's it's a, the odd show where like they finish the first season and i have no idea what they're going to do next that's kind of exciting Actually. Yeah, exactly. Th- this one could go anywhere. Hmm. And I-, I do like the some of the characters a lot. One, one of them annoys me, the orange guy. But uh, yeah, mostly they're they're quite interesting. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. Next one is you. Ron Kamonohashi's Forbidden Deduction is basically just another Sherlock Holmes. And not only is it like another Sherlock Holmes with like the character set up, right, with the normal sidekick dude who's kind of lackluster at figuring things out on his own and his like genius Ron Kamonohashi who can figure things out but also has like this weird quirk about him. He turns out to be an actual descendant of Sherlock Holmes, (laughs) which is part of what puts him as the target to this enemy uh, group. 
that like hides in the shadows opposing detectives like him. And he's actually the result of what apparently is this very large on the good side organization called Blue. Mm. And it's like we're all like the big time, like the people who are very good at figuring things out. It like gathers up all of the great investigators, detectives, people who strategize things and figure them out all in one place. And it's like a educational institution. And so he was like their star people until like there was this big drama that happened near his grad at his graduation that basically like outlawed him from ever doing detective work because like he was in this closed room scenario and like everyone in the room was dead by him and it was framed to make it look like he did it even though he had like no memory of doing it and like ever since that situation to where he has like like, a curse on him now he's got like this mark on his neck that looks like a 69 i don't know why but it like makes it so that yeah he kind of has this curse not kind of he does have this curse to where like every time he does solve a case uh then he like goes into this weird looks like he's hypnotizing himself and them i don't know and he tells them to kill themselves and they do or at least they try to but he has his like trusty sidekick on the on the side that like stops them before they can do it and so that's a good thing because like if he were to ever actually have someone kill themselves it would immediately put him again in the spotlight of the blue organization that had strictly forbidden him from doing any detective work and they would give them a reason to get him but it's also like increasing in pressure because even though he's like working like he's not supposed to be the cases are getting harder and harder because this enemy association is like noticing red i don't think they're called red i don't remember what they're called or is it m because it stands for moriarty but you know is the the fabled rival right of sherlock but what's interesting is it's not just one because, you know, he's the, the, the descendant of Sherlock. Of course, you've got a whole family of Moriarty members. <laughs> and you don't find out about their names until, like, the very last episode. So I feel like that's what they're going to lead with into a sequel, if they do a sequel. But, so uh, must yeah. must be a cousin of Milky Holmes. I know. Anyways, I was just like, of course, when they, like, brought up the Sherlock Holmes name, like, I already had made that connection. But for them to explain explicitly like say yes he's a relative i was like okay guys what is your thing with sherlock holmes please (laughs) but um yeah it was i guess you know i like these kinds of mysteries and solving them but it, it is overdone and like this one was just sort of mediocre about it and like the only defining the only interesting thing about him was his like curse that he has so i don't know if i'll watch a sequel Maybe I will if that season is slow, but otherwise I feel like I already watched too much by finishing it. Do you think they have the same meaning of 69 as in English? I don't know, which is why I was like nonplussed mm. about the whole thing. Mm. I, I don't. Maybe in the manga they explain why it's that symbol, but okay. yeah. anyways, let's move on to another one, which I think I also was the only one who watched it. Is yeah, that right? I, I dropped this one. The Saint's Magic Power is Omnipotent 2 is basically done. It got my happy ending. So, you know, if you were interested in their relationship at the start in the first season, you couldn't be happy to know that they have their promised sort of union at the end. It took a long time. (laughs) Which one? With the the blonde prince? Yes. Well, he's not a... Well, is he a prince? No, he's not really a prince, but... um. Oh, I thought he was a prince. Well, he's like a... I guess, if you consider, he's not the first in line, right? He's like second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still a prince though, right? Uh, they, they never, like, refer to him like that, but technically he is. I think they always call him, uh, what, commander or something? Because he's, like, the head of the military okay. group that he has. Anyways, but it took a while to get there, and I was really concerned for a bit. I was, like, on the verge of dropping it once again, like, Faraway mm-hmm. Paladin. I almost dropped it because, like, the whole first half is mostly on her, which, I mean, she's fine, but she's also, like, just too nice. Yeah. And 
It's like it was it was getting boring, right? Oh, she loves medicine. Oh, she loves like <laughs> making these like healing people. Oh, she's a saint and she's like cleansing these like cursed areas. Woo, same, same, same. Yeah, come on, I want some evil. Right. So like they brought in like a side character that was like there from an, another kingdom because he had heard rumors. He had heard about like her super powerful healing spell that basically brought this guy back from death and is like trying to figure out the source of it. So at first you think that he's like a bad guy. So that was interesting. But then you find out that he's more doing this to save his mother, who's like got this disease that no one knows how to fix. Mm. And so that was interesting for a bit. And then he went away and they don't really like tell us what happened, but you can assume that she gave him a panacea that like worked oh. on her. Okay. But um, then from that is when it like shifts gear because then they start to be like, hey, the saint's role is almost done because like she's been moving from area to area to cleanse them. And she's like systematically been covering the entire continent and there's only one left and every area she's cleansed, it hasn't like regressed. It's, it's done. Hmm. So she's almost done. So what happens now, right? What is the saint going to do after? And so there's like, that's the sort of concern all the way to the end of the show. What ha- happens after? Which I, I liked that they went that way. And of course, it's it's funny because they all start talking about political marriages. And I'm like, okay, don't do that to her. <laughs> like, she, she did her service. Don't marry her off for another kingdom. She's not your princess, right? Yeah. But um, thankfully, because everyone is nice in this show, right? Okay. They're like, if she has someone that she wants, then we can support that. Then when the dude realizes, this commander dude realizes that, hey, he needs to like hurry it up and make his intentions clear and like find out how she feels because other people are jockeying into position, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of makes sense why I was going slow at the start because that was his intention was that he wanted her to take things at her pace, which I can respect actually and it made me respect him more because he realized like when they do a bit more backstory on her in the season they Mm. show that she's never had a love life she's never really thought about another person in that way in response to her right so like it wasn't even in her radar and so he was letting her like slowly get there naturally just being her friend being by her side letting her know he's interested but not rushing her which i really really liked but by the end of the show like he does he finally like makes it clear how he feels and then she realizes how she feels and then the rare like cleansing magic that she can only do when she is in love only occurs when she's when she's with him right of course (laughs) so logically like when he confesses she accepts the loving rain falls upon the nation and it's a happy ending i'm so glad i dropped this But you know what? I'm happy. It's done. We can be done. Yeah, we can move on to Shy. Okay, Shy. I was also a bit disappointed in. It had uh, some good points, mainly the Swiss girl and the Swiss girl hiking episode, which rolled. It was like one of the best episodes this season. There was a hiking episode. The hiking episode. Yeah. Did you watch this? No, I dropped after like what? I tried, I think, three episodes maybe, and I was just so bored. So I just, yeah. I just dropped it. It was, I think it, it was like episode four or five, probably. So you just okay. missed that. But ah, too bad. Aside from the hiking episode, you're absolutely right. It was so boring. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got your one episode. I got my one episode. That was good. And the first episode was pretty good, too, I thought. It was enough to get me to watch more, yeah, that first exactly. episode. But then they went into the Sire Aggression hero, and the villain showed up, and I just kind of lost interest. Yeah. They should just stay to hiking, right? Stay in the Swiss mountains. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, apparently there's a second season, so oh. 
We'll see if I watch it. Probably depends on whether the Swiss girl shows up in the first episode. Depends on the season too. We could have like a lot of really good shows that just like push exactly. it out of your Yeah. Yeah. If it's like this season, I definitely won't watch it. But if it's like most other seasons, I probably will. Okay. Okay, we're done with mediocre Yay! and trash. And I don't think there's been a single show yet that we've both watched. No, we d- we both watched, didn't we talk about, um? we both watched The Faraway Paladin, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, there's one show we both watched. Yeah, but we had like, well, we even had similar opinions. We we haven't both talked about a show that we both like. That's true. And that's going to change right that's now. That's coming up, yes. First in the good, great section is 16-Bit Sensation, Another Layer. Which we both liked, right? Yes, I watched it because you recommended it, Draggle. I wasn't going to. I don't think I was. I I think you, like, hyped me into it. I have such good taste. Yeah, because I was, like, meh about the start. So I almost dropped it. Yeah, I love this show. It has, like, such a cool style, I thought. It does. It really does. Like, even though I find the character, main character, super annoying, like, the whole premise and, like, her experience is pretty fun. Yeah, and... What I like about her is how annoying she is, even though that doesn't make sense. You like that. Yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You always love these annoying characters. I'm always like, ugh, I can't stand them. She's annoying in a funny way, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I I also like how it went all into the, I guess, their quote, retro games and the yeah. shoujo games even, even the, i don't i don't honestly know that much about shoujo games but well they did a lot of shoujo like a, a lot of the um when they started showing like actual titles that i recognize like i've never played any of these games right but yeah. i'm familiar with their anime adaptations and i understand like how beloved they are yeah, so exactly. i actually got really excited when i saw like the titles that she like was showing like canid air uh, canon yeah, air clanid like these are all fun. beloved yeah not by me, but beloved. <laughs> Not by me. Well, I liked their anime. Okay, yeah. I adored canon. I was okay with Clanid. And so, like, I can understand, like, why she is, like, such a huge fan of them and why she doesn't want it to die. Yeah, but it did a great job of showing that in a very Yeah, not just the way. retro games, but just, like, retro, like, the technology, right? Like, the right. dude's obsession with his computer. <laughs> yeah, the PC-98. Yeah, yeah. Never and then forget. also just, like, old-school Akihabara. Like, that was really cool to see. Exactly, yeah. And it, it was pretty cool, like, imagining th- how, how they imagined the different features and how she... Yes thinking about like what kind of future do you want yeah and they yeah. did it in a very entertaining way with all the like aliens and the aliens thing i don't know about you Drago. that came out of nowhere for me i was just like yeah what <laughs> yeah and i i especially appreciate how like they didn't try to explain it they no just went, they're like this, this is how it is, is. Yeah. accept it right Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> i can respect that right there was like yeah. don't question this just experience it and know that this is real exactly yeah, and then they came back. I didn't expect them to come back. Yeah, me either. Yeah, definitely went a direction I was not expecting from the start. No, but in a good way. Yeah, in a, in a good way. It was uh, very entertaining throughout. I loved the, the history parts. Yeah. Um, and it was very stylish. It, it was. It was nice to look at and to experience. And I do recommend this for anyone. I mean, if you like anime, you're going to probably like this because it like covers some of like the major points of, you know, a world in which anime comes from, right? Yeah. Appreciate so. your history, yeah. young ones. 
Yes. Also, I, I think it had like the best Oopie uh, song. Oh, really? I thought so. It's really. I have to go good. back and listen to it. I don't remember it. This is like the only one I don't didn't fast forward through every time. Uh, my favorite of the season is upcoming. We'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, actually, I think I know what one it is, and that one was also very good. Yes. The next one's all you. The Ancient Magus's Bride, Season 2, Part 2, picks up exactly where the previous season left off. She's still in magic school, but in this case, I wasn't so, like, bored with it because I don't actually spend too much time, like, with the school portion of it. They actually show some more interesting lessons, more applied lessons to where they actually had to like fight for their lives and stuff so that was interesting and they didn't do too much time there it felt almost like we had like a split focus on a different character actually because you know how in the previous season it was like always chise pov Mm -hmm. right yeah and we actually spend a lot of time with philomena who you met in the previous season she is like this um girl who looks very troubled she always looks like she like feels underslept underfed she just looks terrible all the time Mm -hmm. and she's like really shy and very isolated and you find out more about why she is that way and you see her like growing tension throughout the entire season and she plays as a nice counterpart to chise because it's almost like hey this is a person who is very much like she used to be when she was Mm -hmm. like very scared and very isolated before she found Elias. And so she's like reaching out towards Philomena, trying to make this connection. But the other girl is like so entrenched in her own family issues and her own mission that's been like placed upon her that, um, you know, she can't accept the help. She can't accept the help until almost the very end. And that, like that, that huge battle that occurs at her grandmother's house. And so I really did enjoy this season, and I, I liked the direction that it went with, like, focusing on a different character, even though at first I was wondering why we were focusing on her. I was kind of, like, getting annoyed at the start of it. But, like, the more it told its story, the more I was like, hey, this is, I can see why you would want to, like, focus elsewhere. And I can see this connection that she has to Chise, and I can enjoy it and appreciate it. So, yeah, I don't think that they're going to end here. There's obviously, like, that was just this one arc. So we can continue going further because she's not done with school yet. And then obviously, I think there's a lot of things that, that could be done after once she's done. It's going to pull an attack on Titan. We'll get a Ancient Magus's Bride season three. Part what? Part final, part three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, based on where it ended, I mean, I don't see it stopping. It could be season two, part three. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to move to a season three yet. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, I love this world. It's just such an intricate world that they could keep going and I'll keep watching. Yeah. I kind of lost interest in the last season when they moved to the school. Yeah, that's but. why I said what I said about the first part, how it like was there still, but right. then I quickly like kind of forgot that they were that we were there. Yeah, probably in any other season, I would have gave it a second chance, mm-hmm. but too much this season. There was a lot, so I can understand that. Yeah. But. Go ahead. This next one's all you. Yeah, Doctor Stone, New World Part Two. It continues being Dr. Stone. I love how this one is just like so gung-ho and enthusiastic about science in a very ridiculous uh, kitty kind of way. Mm-hmm. So this season, they've learned that their true enemy is, of course, on the moon. So next season, we'll be uh, going to the moon. How are they going to get to the moon? Are they going to build a spaceship? 
With the power of science, of course. Of course, of course. I'm a, what I mean is, like, they're not going to, like, find one, fix it up, and use it. Are they going to, like, build it from scratch? They're going to build it from scratch. Holy they're, shit. They have a plan to reestablish worldwide industry. Wow. I think their their plan is to go to America and uh, unfreeze some some miners or something. I, I, I feel know. like this show is, like, a combination of, uh, you know, people who love science and people who, like, adored playing like civilization you know <laughs> exactly yeah that's me i i loved civilization and now now it's time to go to space exactly space time to fight those moon aliens yes and then of course we're going to get so far in technology that we're going to again destroy our planet and then we're going to go back to the beginning that would be a really funny ending <laughs> no it wouldn't that be horrible i i don't think that's what that's not it's not that kind of show though <laughs> no okay okay i think we're gonna uh go build back our science and then science will get even further and humanity will learn from its mistakes and settle the okay. cosmos one can hope yes and then they'll uh they'll build statue they'll send statues of senku on their rockets wow the mad scientist so I'm, I'm still enjoying this. It's a lot of fun if you can uh, accept that it's uh, kind of childish. <laughs> Speaking of childish, Eminence and Shadow Season 2, I also enjoyed. You might remember the first episode of the first season, I was really disappointed by because it seemed like it was a serious show instead of like a parody I do remember because it was like a first episode that was horrible for people new to the franchise, but also horrible for people like you familiar with it. And you said it was just like totally not not a reflecting what you enjoyed about the show. Exactly. About the source. So since then, they've done a better job, although they lost all of their viewers from the first episode. You think but so? I think so, yeah. It lost the new viewers. You think it lost the like already established fan base? Yeah, probably not. Because they knew what to expect more. But I, I don't think there's... I think the numbers of established fan base are much smaller than the potential future viewers. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this, this season uh, continued to be pretty funny. I actually thought that uh, it did some things better than the manga. This season included the monetary policy arc, which uh, in the manga they have all this discussion of monetary policy and they're like printing money and then they all betray each other to manipulate currencies and stuff. And in the manga, it was a bit tedious, but I, th- I thought the anime did a, a better job of mm-hmm. not making it feel that way. That's good. Yeah. So still enjoying this. Uh, I think there is supposed to be a movie next, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. And it will continue? It's not going to be like a recap? Yeah, con- continuing new okay. material in the movie i kind of hate it when they do that i mean I, I can go both ways really because i feel like when they have a movie perhaps they have more time to do like a really nicely well told movie length kind of story right yeah but then i also get annoyed because i overlook movies a lot <laughs> and then i'll be like when are we getting a sequel or you do get a sequel and it like starts off where the movie ended and because i missed the movie i was like wait what are they referencing right <laughs> so I hope people don't miss this movie. Now that we're talking about it, I think I forgot to watch the kind of the Snow Sea movie. Right? See what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I think there was like Burn the Witch and like an ONA recently that I totally missed out on because it was I one episode. <laughs> okay. I guess I should watch that too. 
Yeah, so reminders to everyone, including ourselves, to go back and like check single check episode owners or movies or whatever that you may have missed. Yeah, I need to do that. Uh, next is also me, Girlfriend, Girlfriend, Season 2. You got a lot of sequels here, Draggle. Yeah, it turned out two girlfriends was not enough. Oh. So now we'll get three, but you have to watch the show to find out who the third one is. I'm not going to, but... <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm, I'm still enjoying this. Good. Is it ongoing still or is it done? Like this um, season? The season know. is done, right? The season is done. Okay. I think from the manga, it could have one more season if they wanted mm. to. And maybe another girl, maybe? No, there's no more girls. So three girls to the guy? Well, I don't want to spoil. Maybe the fourth uh, girl will get her chance, but mm, maybe not. Okay. okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm still enjoying this one. Oh, gosh, next one's also me. You're right, there are a lot of sequels. <laughs> it's like five sequels in a row. Goblin Slayer 2. You may remember the the first season. It started off pretty gross with like. I remember all of the hit back from the public about it. Yeah, I remember being horrified myself. Yeah. Yeah. Since then, it was a lot tamer. They needed that shock value to hook us or to completely yeah, repulse us. Exactly. There's still like an occasional moment, but it's not that bad. This season, they focus more on my favorite character is the elf girl. And they had a whole arc where they went to her elf hometown and they met all the different elves. And uh, that that was quite enjoyable. They still had lots of goblin fighting. But, uh, you know, usually in the fighting shows, they're like, oh, my power level is such and such. And I use my super attack, blah, blah, blah. This right. one is more like building traps and tricking the goblins and uh, murdering them in the most brutally efficient way possible. So it's like each battle feels quite different. So even though I usually hate battles, these these ones are kind of entertaining. These ones sound more realistic, honestly. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, guerrilla tactics. Not that I care about realism, but at least... It's it's, nice to see a change, right? Yeah, it's it's not the same all the time. So I'm still enjoying this one. I actually thought this season was better than the previous season. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. It's always nice when they're able to pull that off with a sequel. Yeah, usually they don't, so... Right. (laughs) That's why that's notable. Yeah. Are you ready to move on to Good Night World? We had a whole episode where we talked about this and we'd both finished it. Maybe that's why you thought this was from a previous season and it wasn't at the start of the fall season. I think that is why I thought that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think we both enjoyed this, right? Yeah, it was great. I um, remember being very shocked with how dark it was at the first episode. I didn't expect it to be so depressing and to remain that way kind of throughout the entire show until the end. And yeah. even at the end, I still had like lingering feelings of um, discontent because I wasn't sure if this was a true happy ending or if we were still in the game. Right. Like, like we said in our episode, it reminds me a lot of Serial Experiments Lane. Yeah. It's very dark. It had some very interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. I think it could have executed them better in a lot of ways. I think so. They had to like shortcut or something. I, I don't know. I feel like they, they rushed some areas of that could have been explored a bit more exactly but it's uh, very different from anything else recently so i would say um listen to that episode if you want to hear us talk a bit more in length about it but overall we do recommend it yeah 
Next is I'm in Love with a Villainous, another show that we both watched and both enjoyed. I'm kind of surprised you watched this one and you liked it. Um, because she's just so pure in her love. How can I dislike that, Draggle? I don't know. She's kind of stalkerish. She is. Well, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a turnoff, right? I don't. I didn't like like her persistent approaching, but I did like her honesty. Yeah, she's very honest, and I, I right. also liked when it turned a bit serious towards the end. Me too. Yeah. I actually um had a comment on my blog for my review of this mm. where someone was like that it only really covered like the first couple of volumes and that there's actually more afterward where it actually goes into the whole revolution that the um, commenter kind of felt like we were dipped on not getting more of that, which I thought was interesting because I did mm. want to know what was going to happen there because they hint at it, right, that there's right. like this brewing revolution. And like seeing the way that Claire treats her, I very much disliked. Like, I don't see how you could like someone who, like, thinks they're inherently better than you just because of how you were born. I couldn't, like, put those two and two together. Like, I can see, like, her changing over time, but I want her to, like, come out and say she was wrong. Yeah. And she doesn't. But other than that, like, if you kind of set that aside, the relationship between them and, like, our main character, I forgot her name already, she was pretty funny. You're right. She was annoying (laughs) and stalkerish, but... In an entertaining way. Yeah. See, you agree with me that annoying is good sometimes. It can be entertaining. I didn't say it was good. (laughs) (laughs) Entertaining is good. Hmm, When it comes to being entertained. Yeah. And I liked the, you know, sort of love triangle at the end and that her target wasn't what you expected. It wasn't Claire, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that was fun. That was good. (laughs) I'm kind of surprised to hear hear you say that they have several more volumes because I thought they did a great job leaving you feeling like they wrapped up the story. They wrapped up the main duo story, but I totally don't think that they chased down the whole revolution thing that like other students were involved in. They like brought it up and then they like set it aside. Okay. Uh, But I can see why they did that in this like single season. Yeah. I, I just meant it. They didn't leave you feeling like they left you hanging. No, I didn't feel that way. Like, see, I I, like noticed it, right? But it didn't really bother me until like this person mentioned it. And then I was like, oh, that would have been interesting to see. But I don't know if they would have had time to do it in 12 episodes. Yeah, I think they did a good job of choosing what to adopt. Right. The next one's all year. Of course, because MF Ghost is a successor to the much-loved Initial D. And don't just run it up as sports. It's not just a sport. This is street racing, Draggle. That's not a sport. I mean, yeah, but like you're summing it up as if it's like similar to these other team sports, these competitive sports, when it's Mm -hmm. like you're racing against yourself. Sure, you're racing against times of other cars, but you're really racing against yourself. And this is a successor that has some familiar faces, but hey, this is the next generation. So those previous drivers you remember from Initial D, they're now like fathers. They're now teachers. They're commentators. And you have like a whole new cast. And this is actually like really fun to get in on the start because I'm familiar with Initial D because my husband's super into it. So I wasn't there from the beginning with the hype of that show being released. And so hopefully MF Ghost will have more seasons. I, I don't know if they've announced that yet or not, but I would like to see it be as successful as Initial D was. I'll leave it at that. It is more modern, so it does have like more of the modern era racing cars. You're not going to see the ones that you saw in the past. You still have the 8.6, but in a newer form, obviously. And yeah, it's it's more of what you're familiar with if you've seen the others. And if you don't like that, then you won't like this. So I haven't seen the others, but I think what I'm hearing is that this is basically the Boruto of Initial D. Yeah, 
Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. If you think about that, right? Because like you liked Boruto, right? How I um, mean, you didn't really like Naruto, right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. I this one, I feel like the main character has a bit more personality than the first one, Fujiwara. I think he was a little too... Talk to me? Wait, wait. Now, now I'm getting the names messed up. Anyways, the previous driver was a little like blank slate. He was kind of uh, stoic. This one is also a little stoic, but he's a little bit like more personable. Great. <laughs> so, yeah. Although I think if I had to watch a racing show, I would watch the other one this season. Yeah. We'll talk about that one when we get there, and I do think you should watch that one, Drago. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to My Daughter Left the Nest and Returned an S-Rank Adventurer. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by this. Like, it was fun. From the title, it sounds garbage. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And I think they um, could definitely do more of it because there's, like, all this mystery around his daughter's origin at least i felt that way and it seems like they brought that up as a possible lead for the next a next season oh is there a next season i, I don't know yet i think they could yeah. easily do it okay oh, but if they the don't that's season. fine i'm satisfied with this season too yeah it, it was nice how it's it's pretty wholesome i liked mm-hmm. uh, her dad and all her friends yeah, I mean, I also just like the whole idea of how he found her, an abandoned babe in the woods, right? Raised her as his own daughter and helped her like grow into the strong woman that she was. And then she decides to leave at a very young age to be an adventurer. But then like, we don't forget him, right? Like we split our time pretty evenly between the two POVs. Right. And I think they did a well enough job with that. Yeah, I think so too. And it, it's cute to me, like how much of a daddy's girl she is and how she like always is wanting to go visit home to go see him or she wishes he would move out to the city. But obviously he enjoys his life in the countryside way more. I can't blame him. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a bit creepy how she keeps trying to set him up. Well, I can kind of see her side of that, too. Right. Because yeah. you don't want your say you had a single parent and like you might assume that they maybe feel lonely and you kind of want them to have like that partner in life. Right. So I actually thought that was very wholesome, even though she was being too persistent about it. Yeah, fun show. It is. Also fun for me is Shangri-La Frontier, which is still an ongoing show. So it's continuing on right now in the winter 2024 season. Did you watch this or did you drop it? I did watch it. I'm still watching it. Okay. And I think you were getting a little bored, weren't you? Or were you, did you change your mind about that? I'm still kind of torn. I might, I, I, for me, it's probably on the border between mediocre and good. Okay. I like most of the characters. Uh, I especially like the creepy stalker girl, of course. She's hilarious. Yeah. But the thing, the thing that I'm a bit uh, holding back on is I don't really like the, the like actual game. Play. Right. Like all the focus on these stupid graphic guys and fighting the monster. I don't really care. I love that part. Okay. I was guessing that. <laughs> But you're, yeah. you're super into the uh, MMOs. Right, right. Kamo and I, like, we play video games, like, almost every night. We, we have, like, our online yeah. MMO, like, sessions, like, multiple times a week. So we're, like, heavy into it, right? And, like, so seeing it here, displayed here the way it is, has been really fun. Yeah. And I play Final Fantasy, but I'm a filthy casual. Right. <laughs> you don't do any of that end game shit. Exactly. but like seeing him explore the world i mean that's also relatable right when you start up a new game and you're just exploring for the first time on your own Mm -hmm. 
you could immediately jump into a guild or like start out with, you know, the predictable path of what it intends you to do with the story and such. Or you can explore on your own like he does, take things yeah. at your own pace like he does and feel like you're like finding these secrets, which he actually is. right? Yeah. So with like the whole like uh, the rabbit village and that whole line of quests, which has been really cool to see that it's a unique thing, makes me want to play the game. Yeah. It does seem like it would be a fun game for the most part. Yeah. I don't know about their uh, PvP, but... <laughs> no, I don't like PvP, really. I, I tend to stay away from that mode, so I don't yeah. like that they have open-world PvP either. Definitely not my version of an MMO I'd want to play, but everything else has been really cool. Yeah. And I love that he's still a ridiculous bird head. Yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of the funniest part, though, how he has... Everyone's like, thinks he's crazy for walking yeah. half-naked with a bird head. Well, uh, and then when he like is in disguise, it's like this stupid cloak that doesn't really disguise him, right? Yeah. And like pretty much any MMO, that's not the weirdest costume you're going to see by any stretch no, of it's the not. imagination. But I'm hoping in the second season, there's more progress with the crazy stalker girl. Yeah. I, I like that they're friends. That whole like her requesting his friendship was hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not sure he knows what he's gotten into. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he has no idea. So yeah. Good luck to her. <laughs> And I'm going to keep watching this into the next season. And I'm ready to move on to Spy Family Season 2. This was uh, another fun season of Spy Family. Yeah. The uh, cruise ship arc. That was great. That was probably my favorite part. Yeah. That was probably my favorite arc from the manga, too. (laughs) Oh, really? Like, overall? I think so. Yeah, it was pretty much what I needed. Because if you recall from the first season, how I kept complaining that Yor felt very underrepresented. Right. This one had a lot of Yor. This one had a lot of yore. This this fixed that. It focused on her. It focused on her motivations for why she started the work in the first place. And then it focused on like her now wondering, you know, does she want to continue this work? Is this family, what is this family to her? Is it just a cover or does she have feelings for them? I really like that they went that far into it. Right. And I, I would like them to do that more. So maybe that would be something we've seen in the previous seasons. But something I didn't like think about until like after I finished this season mm-hmm. that Kei brought up is that he was like, hey, it kind of felt like this entire season two was just filler. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, the mission, Lloyd's mission, like they didn't really focus on it at all this season. And I realized that he was right, kind of. We didn't get anywhere much progress like we did in the first season. Not that they did much progress then, but it felt like there was more of like a ticking time of you know you got to do these things on a certain schedule and uh, yeah she didn't get any uh bolts or whatever those the opposite of bolts were yeah but th- this show as long as it makes you laugh it's 16, it does so yeah so like it wasn't until he pointed that out that i realized he was right but then i didn't care because i yeah. was having fun yeah i think the whole filler thing is silly no he didn't say that as a negative he just like noted that we didn't actually make progress and i was okay with that oh okay yeah, yeah, I agree. And I loved the way that ended. You know how like the last season of the previous, the last episode of the previous season also was just like this fluffy way of saying goodbye. And this one was similar because we were with mm. Bond. <laughs> and <laughs> seeing him wet and how skinny he actually is underneath all that floofy fur was hilarious. Oh my God. And I, <laughs> I was just like dying when I saw him wet. And uh <laughs> I don't really ever think of dogs like that. I usually say that for like cats, mm-hmm. but you know, with him like that too. Oh God! So perfect <laughs> way to end the season. Yeah, it's a fun season. Uh, next is Stardust Telepath. 
Did you watch this? I dropped it after the first episode, not just because I like didn't like it. It was more like I wasn't that excited after the first episode, and there were other shows I wanted to watch. Okay, that's fair. This is more towards the mediocre side of good. But I, I quite liked it. It's a very cute show. It kind of reminds me of DIY, where there's mm-hmm. like the girls club building a project, like a lot of shows. But it's it's a bit more to it in that it has a really great visual style. Mm-hmm. I did think it looked good. Yeah, it looks good. Actually, this, this was the one whose uh, OP I thought is in contention for best oh, really? of the season. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess you had a different one in mind. I did. But I love how the all the characters have like some very relatable flaws and they uh, work together to overcome them or make progress on them at least. Especially the main girl who had who was super shy and afraid to give the speech and all. Mm-hmm. She improves over time. Yeah. Or Good. she at least comes to terms with how bad she is at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's progress in its own way too. Exactly. So I, I enjoyed this, even if it wasn't the best of the season. Next one we both watched, right? Under Ninja. And I think we already did a full episode on this. Yes, on uh, this one. This one had my favorite opening of the season. Oh, okay. This was definitely not my favorite opening. <laughs> did you listen to it? Wasn't it like some kind of weird metalish music? Weird. No? It was Hyper by Croy, and it was a song that... Every single time it started, it made me want to get up and start dancing. Really? Yeah, I even used it for the music of one of my um, gaming videos that I had that I had made, and I uh, opened with it, and I was like, "Yes, this is the shit." <laughs> huh. Okay, I'll have to listen to this again. Yeah, I just have a lot of. I mean, if it's not your style of music, it's not. I, I thought it was very uh, motivating. Gets the blood pumping. It gets me ready for the confusion that is about to ensue. <laughs> because under Ninja was. From start to finish, confusing, but not necessarily in a bad way. I was having a lot of fun, and I was laughing with how many times I was just like, what the fuck? What is happening? (laughs) Who is that? Why are we here? What are we doing? (laughs) Yeah, if you ask me what happened in this show, I have no idea. Yeah, no, I have no idea. Like, if someone asked me for a summary, what am I going to say? What do you say? I would say there's ninjas. Right? They each other. (laughs) <laughs> there's ninjas out there in the world they're real they're unseen but they're all around you <laughs> like, they're I don't under know. ninjas under ninja <laughs> <laughs> and even that ending holy fuck i did not expect that ending i did not expect uh to be left where we were left i don't know if that means there's gonna be a sequel if there is i would watch it but i, I was just like totally thrown aback everything was unexpected yeah, understatement of the <laughs> understatement, vast understatement. <laughs> but yeah, no idea what happened, but it was very entertaining. Yeah, and uh, a lasting note here is that um, the UN is terrifying. <laughs> that girl is terrifying. Yeah, don't fuck with the UN. Exactly. And uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say. I-, I can't really say anything more about this show. Yeah, very stylish. The last one's all me. Vexations of a Shut-in Vampire Princess. Uh, this is one where there's the Shadow Vampire Francis who gets forced to be a general and command an army. Uh, and in this world, no one can die. They all come back to life. Uh, so she builds like harem of uh, lesbians who all want to murder her, but also want to marry her. And th- there's like so much casual violence, but it doesn't make you upset because they just come back to life 10 seconds later. 
Oh. <laughs> so I, I thought it was very entertaining and I just like, we're going to do whatever we want because we think it's fun. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I don't believe I ever tried the first episode of this and I really? wonder why. Yeah, I probably should have. Huh. I suspect it's probably not really your thing, but... You think so? Oh, maybe you'll like it. I don't know. Okay. I, I what do, it. Why do you think I wouldn't like it? Just the style is more like a cute girl style. Well, you liked the, uh, I'm in love with the villainess, so... Yeah. Maybe you would. Is it anything like uh, the Sleepy Princess from, like, last season or the season before? Sleepy Princess? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I would say it's it's like that, but a lot more violent. <laughs> okay. I mean, hey, she wanted to go cut that poor cloth demon. That was pretty violent. Yeah. I would say it's more of a crude sense of humor. Oh, I could appreciate crude. Well, well I yeah. guess it depends. Okay. Well, maybe you should give it a shot. You, maybe. I, I think if you like the first episode, you'll like it. If you don't like the first episode, you won't like it. Noted. Okay. We're finally to the best part of the episode, way at the end. And if you're still with us, thank you. If you're not, well, too bad. Because we're going to start with The Apothecary Diaries, which is still ongoing, which is still fantastic, which I'm still loving. I think this is actually my, probably my number one best of the season. Although it's hard to pick. It's really hard to pick this season. There's a lot of really good shows. Like usually best of the season only has like a couple and we have like over a handful. We have seven. Yeah. Yeah. This was a great thing to see come to anime because like I had told you before, for the for one of the rare times where I actually knew the manga first before re, uh, watching it, and I wasn't disappointed. I was happy with the adaptation. I'm still happy with it, and uh, I'm still looking forward to it every week. It's like the first one that I click on the second it comes out. Yeah, it's great. I love Mau Mau. Mau Mau is wonderful. I think they got like the perfect voice actor for her and mm-hmm. the perfect character design. I even love Jinchi, even though he's like kind of creepy. <laughs> See, I told you, annoying is the best. Well, no, it's not, but it's entertaining. And exactly. I like them, even though there's like no hope for him right now. Like maybe, maybe her feelings will change over time. I don't know when she'll ever learn of his like identity and when she'll realize that he is not a eunuch. <laughs> it's okay. It's more entertaining if, uh, if, if it's a one-sided crush. I mean, I think she's not the only one entertained. As you can see, like, all of the other ladies in waiting and curtains, they must think it's hilarious every time that she's oblivious to his feelings, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, when she goes back to the pleasure houses and he's like, what? <laughs> and, like, when that guy takes her out and he's just like, who? <laughs> and then when he's there at the house and he sees her, like, all dressed up and he's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> it is great and like i mean of course there's like the cases right like their relationship the shipping of them is hilarious but then i also think her individual cases have all been interesting mm-hmm. you're not typically one for mystery right but i think they no, do it not. well here yeah they do it very well because it like ties back to her and yeah the main story it's not just like an isolated incident right they're all connected right and it makes me more curious about her and her her adoptive father and also Jinshi, right? Because you know who he is, and you know mm-hmm. he's also wrapped up in some huge royal conspiracy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, really enjoying this one. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for the season two, which is right now. And also continuing is another beloved free run, Beyond Journey's End. Yes. This one's also so good. This one, because it dropped so many like episodes. I don't know if it started a month early or if it like dropped a few episodes. I think Do it remember? dropped like four episodes in the first week. 
Yeah. So I'm still behind on this because of how many shows there are. But that's not because of, um, you know, me being bored. It's because I'm like yeah. struggling to keep up. Like this me, show is great. Save the best for last. Yeah. I'm behind on this one. I'm, I'm behind on all of these that haven't finished yet. <laughs> um, but I, I'm in love with this show. I'm in love with Free Ren. I'm in love with all of the characters. Fern, Stark. Yeah. On Twitter, everyone's... Uh, not a fan, I think. Which of is Free Ren and, and like Total? Or, or what do you mean? Of like the Fern and Stark pair. Oh. I'm not really into that pairing either. I can understand why. Like, sure, you can have fun with your ship. But yeah. I, personally, I don't ship them. I don't think they go well together. I don't think they go well together either. But I think that's why they're such a good ship. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it can be fun to have sort of these clashing personalities, right? Exactly. And they are closer in age. Like, that would be really creepy if it was like Stark and Freerun, right? Like, no. No, absolutely not. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Even even Fern and Freerun. I've seen that ship as well. And I'm just kind of like, mm, she's like a baby compared to Freerun. I, I can't. Oh, well, you're watching the other show where the they have the baby as centuries, Drago. Come on. <laughs> well, I guess uh Freerun and uh, Himmel is equally creepy. Yeah, that one's also cringe. But, you know, I love Himmel, man. And I do. I saw someone (laughs) mention this on Twitter, and I agree with them. Mm. I really hope that he found love outside of his crush of Freerun, because that's just, I feel really sad for him if he never found, like, someone else to share his life with at the end. Like, for a bulk of his life. That's okay. I think he was happy. I hope so. Yeah. But I'm still loving this. I love the music. I love the world. I love the pace. Like, it might feel slow for some people. I don't see how. I think they they tell their stories well enough that it's not slow at all to me. No, I definitely wouldn't call it slow. And something else that I thought was interesting when I I watched some, like, um, breakdown of this is comparing how, you know, that whole fight scene with Fern fighting um, the dude and then Free Ren off confronting the army, right? You know, like, a lot of that was anime original. Oh, I didn't realize that. Like, you didn't have that whole, like, elaborate fight scene with Fern. They, like, did that specifically for the anime, but I think it's great because it sort of sets her aside as her own agent, you know? Like, not just a follower of Free Ren. Like, she is competent on her own. Yeah. It was really well animated, too. It was. And I know you're not really a big fan of fights, but, like, that one was no. that one was really good. It was really good, yeah. This kind of show is the kind of fight I can expect where it's it's very short and they're not all the same. Yes, like, that was definitely, like, not the norm, but it was welcome. Yeah. Still watching this one. We'll continue watching it to the end whenever that is. Same. Okay. Are we finally at my favorite? One of my favorites? We're at your favorite. Overtake, which is not a sports show. Stop sports. fucking saying it. You were propagating this this sports. fake truth. What? What did you say? I said sports. It's not sports. Oh, Okay. Step off that stupid sports thing and just, like, understand this is a show about people. This is a character study. Character is doing sports. Oh, my God. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) The main character is a photographer and a photojournalist, you might even say, when he was, uh, like, really in there. And then he had his trauma, which actually is a major point of the show that they they cover that I feel like very few people acknowledge because they just dropped it after the sports stuff. Like you. But, um... This this pho- photographer, he was there during the Tohoku disaster, which is a real event that happened like 10 years ago. Remember? Yeah. This, is this the one with like the nuclear plant? Yeah. yeah. Because there was the huge, there was the earthquake, right? And then there was the tsunami. There was the flooding. And then there was the nuclear. Like right. all that shit happened. It was horrible. Remember? Yeah. And they cover that happening. 
And that's why he is traumatized the way he is, why he is unable to take photos of people, specifically mm-hmm. people. He can do it of like scenery. He can do it of objects, but he can't train his camera on people anymore and press the shutter. So it's kind of like ruined his career a bit. <clears throat> and then he was also like, oh, this that goes into a whole arc about him. And it's actually very moving and it is relevant to the story. And I wish more people had watched it um, because... I just think it was a great story to tell. And it ties in to, you know, why he's so fascinated with this with this world of, you know, racing cars. And it's Formula 4 cars, so it's not like your street racing cars. It's totally different style, um, which is new to me. Like, I, I'm not a fan of Formula racing at all. I, I'm still not. But I didn't matter for the show because I liked the characters. That's who I cared about. And, like, he wasn't the only character study that we went through. We also have the driver um, and his own, like, struggles that he had because his father died on the racetrack and you would think that would scar you for life but it actually motivates him to do what his father couldn't so that's also moving in its own way and then we even focus a bit on the opposing team and their own struggles within um, their their personal fight with themselves their mixed feelings about their teammates them coming to realize again like I mentioned earlier with racing that it's not really about you versus them it's you versus you and yeah like, it all ties together beautifully at the end, and I just really love the story. And it's a complete story, too. So, it's 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. I did really love the first episode, even though I didn't keep watching. You should. I should. Maybe if the next season doesn't have many good anime. Mm. I doubt it, but we'll see. <laughs> I doubt it, too. No. <sighs> okay, so I have gone on and on. Let's move on to Pluto, which I'll let you open with. Well, I actually haven't watched this yet. I only watched what? the first episode. What? Saving the, best, saving the best for last. Okay, well, I don't want to spoil read, it for you. I've read the manga, so feel free to spoil oh. it. Wait, so you have read the manga, so you like you completed yeah, yeah. it? Is it? Is it done? Uh, yeah, it's been done for like... A decade, probably. So I watched a lot of this on the plane when I was traveling to and from Christmas break. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I was just riveted. Normally when I watch like shows on the plane, I can only handle like a couple before I have to like move to something new. Right. This one, I just kept queuing up episode after episode after episode because I was just like that enthralled with the world, the story and like the mystery of everything. And all the episodes are like an hour, right? Yes, they're long episodes. Wow. So, yeah, I think there was only eight. Yeah, but that's like eight hours of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's where I got it, right? Because I think I watched an episode beforehand, but then, like, you have, like, seven more hours, and, like, this flight's only five hours. So, like, splitting it up between these two flights. But I did it, and I loved it. And, um, yeah, it asks a lot of questions, a lot of, I think, still prevalent, still relevant now questions about AI, right? And like, how far should we take it? How far should we allow it to go? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, questioning like AI and humanity and souls and all that, all that jazz. And I think that they do a really good job covering it in the anime. First episode was great. And Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to watching the rest. Yeah, you should. Are you inspired to read his other manga now? Maybe. Um, Like I told you, I'm not a big manga reader, but uh, I could be if they're done. Are they done? I hate waiting for ongoing volumes. I I don't think he's he's made anything new for a while. Okay. Well, you'll have to give me a recommendation then because I I don't know any of his things other than... Is this the person behind Monster? Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah, I think he's behind Monster. Uh, My favorite there is 20th Century Boys. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's good. Okay. I will take that under uh, advisement, and I will look for that. Cool. 
Next one is all you, sir. Yes. Scott Pilgrim takes off. This one is uh, like an alternate version of the movie from a while ago, which was a like American movie, I guess, with live yeah. action. Yeah, uh, it was. A, they made it in a movie, and it was pretty popular. I think it, it became an instant classic. Yeah. So in the movie, Scott Pilgrim defeats uh, the evil exes. In the anime, he, he Scott Pilgrim gets defeated, and then oh, instead the main character is uh, Ramona, his love interest. Really? Who like she thinks he's not actually dead, and she goes looking for him, and she like comes to peace with all her evil exes. Oh, that's why it says takes off, because he just, like, fucks off and disappears? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Interesting. And I said before, I thought Fairy Diaries was my favorite. This one gives it a run for its money. I'm, if you ask me a different day, I'll probably say a different one's my favorite. I think what I really liked about this one is it has a very American sense of humor, I guess. And I'm American. I think I overlooked this one. One, because it doesn't look like your classic anime. And so... Whenever I scan over titles on my different um, streaming services, like I, I'm looking for anime, right? And my eyes probably went right over this thinking it was like a Western thing or something. And I didn't remember it on the anime list at all. Yeah. So that, that's part of what makes it so good. I think it's very international. I believe yeah. like the writer is American or Canadian. I don't know. But then it's animated by Science Saru, which is Yuasa's studio. Yeah. It looks like uh, Brian Lee O'Malley is Canadian. Okay. That's the original creator. Yeah. And the director is Spanish. <laughs> exactly. So, but it's it's very well done. Yeah, it's on Netflix. So it's all out. Uh, eight yep. episodes of ONA, right? Yep. And they're only like uh, 20 minute episodes or so. That's a fast watch, actually. I could watch this. And I think Kevin liked the movie a lot. I don't remember if he read that because it was a graphic novel. Yeah, that's right. I didn't read it, but. Or a comic or whatever. I'm not sure which one it was, but. No idea. Okay. I'm glad you liked it. It makes me more interested now that you explain that it's from her point of view and like how that works out. Yeah, I think if you like the movie, you'll definitely like this as well. I didn't love the movie because I'm not a big fan of the actor, but uh, I like uh, the idea of it. Uh, apparently, part of the draw is it has like all the same voice actors as the movie. Really? I think so. That's awesome. Okay. I, I don't really pay much attention Wait, to actors. So and stuff. it's actually is it was it originally recorded in English then? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, okay. I watched it in English. And the English was really good. Okay, that's good to hear. I'll have to look into that then and see. Um, yeah, we'll watch it soon. Yeah, but like the OP song is in Japanese, so <laughs> okay, it's very international. All right, well we're there, Drago. We're at Tier Moon Empire. Oh yeah, I love Tier Moon Empire. I know you did. I don't know. I think I'm the only one who likes this so much. But it wait, was... I like it. I do. But not as much as me, I guess. Not not best of the season, but I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I mean. It's my third best or fourth best or fifth best. We got lots of bests this season. There's lots of good things this season. Yeah. What I love so much about it is it's just like so upbeat and cheerful and goofy. And uh, it's just like a very relaxing show to watch and very entertaining. Yeah. I could always depend on this show to make me laugh if I needed one, you know? Exactly. Just like her unintentional successes, man, just kill me. Like, wow, if only we had a, a smidgen of that luck. But, you know, I guess she had to die to get that luck. So maybe it's good that I don't have it. Yeah, she suffered for that luck. Yeah. And to have like those people around her, like, good job on getting the people who were your enemies now on your side. 
because they're like your best support. Yeah. And her, her character is just so funny how she... She is. She has like such selfish reasons for everything. <laughs> but then it always turns out well and people misunderstand her to think she's a really yeah. nice person. <laughs> it's a good selfish, right? It's a selfish that aligns with the best of other people. Yeah, exactly. So I love this show. I do recommend it. It's a, it's a fun one. Another sort of isekai. Yeah. It's a... I guess a time travel isekai. Yeah. And the last one. Finally, we're there at the end with Undead Unluck, which is still ongoing. And we had a whole episode on this. Uh, I don't think I actually watched any since our episode. I'm behind on it. But Same. I'm going to have to catch up on this show. So stylish. Very entertaining. A pretty cool concept as well, where like every time they lose, the rules of the world change. Yeah, that whole thing is interesting. And also like how everyone has like their signature power that starts with un, right? Yeah, yeah. So I like the dedication to that. Under ninja. That's something separate. You just like the un. <laughs> you liked the alliteration of that man. I know, I know. But like the main character here again, like you said, these annoying characters. She's not really that annoying to me. She's just like hyper positive. I would say the guy is more annoying. Yeah, he's hyper positive, I guess. They're both that way. She's not that positive. She started out wanting to kill herself. I guess that's true. You're right. (laughs) She's just like very energetic. He's worn off on her with his toxic positivity. To be honest, they're all like super enthusiastic, aren't they? All the characters. Yeah, even like the the other ones in their weird organization are pretty enthusiastic. Yeah, like even the first girl that they fight against and end up killing, like she was like super crazy. And then I was actually like almost cried. I cried when she died. Like, you know, know, that was so sad. And then even like Shen, you know, like the the Chinese-esque guy, like he's hyper too. And but he's funny. And yeah, the show is great. It is. And I'm so glad it's continuing. I am too. So we have this continuing, Apothecary Diaries, and Free Run all continuing into the next season. Yeah. So the next season is like already going to be really good. The next season, we're going to have a really long opener again. This this episode was really long, but then our preview, or I don't know if it, it might be mid-season by the time we talk about it, <laughs> like by the time we're all caught up, but like that one's going to be a really long episode too, because there's, there's a lot of shit. Good yeah. shit. Okay, that's surprising, because usually... The fall is good, and the summer is good, and the there's like two seasons that are good and two that are usually weaker. I forget which ones though. I'm feeling pretty strong about the winter too. Okay, good. Well, bad, because there's too much to watch. Yeah, what a wonderful problem to have. I'll try to have even less trash on my list next season. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, Draggle. Yeah, it's unlikely, but I'll try. Tune in again to Kaisuke Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaisuke Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Draggle underscore Kuhn and at Marina BNB. Listen to and review us on Spotify and Apple so we can continue to grow and improve. Thanks for listening. See you next time.